Welcome back to another edition of Pillars of Heaven. This is a brand new design. I'm in the studio by myself today. However, joining me uh, through the miracle of technology is JB. What's up, JB? Hey, Dr. Mike. There you What's are. going on? Crystal clear, and uh, it's almost glad like, to be glad to be almost kind of there, kind of here. It's, <laughs> uh, this is new. It's I'm not. I'm used to looking over and seeing you, and you're not there. Now I have a. I know it's, it's weird. A bunch of empty chips. You're also. Well, you're also used to seeing JB's bag, and that's I, not uh, there either. That's not here either. So uh, I hope I don't need anything out of there. So, <laughs> it's been a, my bag of tricks <laughs> it's been a minute we haven't been uh, on lots of things going on in the world uh lots of things going on in everybody's life so uh we're we're not immune to that things go on and uh you know we get attacked in the same way and I, i'm i'm going through some things personally um you know and it, it's hindered a, a lot of stuff that i'm doing but we're fighting through it and uh you know it, it's different to be in the studio alone that, that's for sure so yeah uh, it is it is it is weird it is weird but it is it's good to be back uh on pillars and uh let's rock and roll with this okay and, it, and it's good to know that you know even though we're not together in the studio i hope it sounds crystal clear to everyone listening yeah i hope so um, well don't worry they'll let us know <laughs> <laughs> right away <laughs> we have a good audience that way um yeah so so it's good so let's start this off we'll go uh a little behind the scenes we had a little behind the scenes but i don't think we can use much of that uh i'm not using that that's that's the lamest i didn't even know it was, it was a behind the scenes <laughs> well it's just a little uh a technical that's, that might be good for might be good sleep therapy well, that, that's good <laughs> put some rain noise behind it so, yeah so we're knee deep in uh, our fundraiser, and I'm sure you'll put the link up there. Uh, we're looking for a new facility uh, to harbor everything and to to operate out of. And uh, we are we're, we're moving forward. Um, food ministries moving. Uh, we're still in need. Of, what are we still in need of, JB? What can we not emphasize enough that we need? Definitely volunteers. Volunteers. Uh, we're we're open to donations of any kinds. Is as far as like uh, monetary, but also if you want to donate groceries, that's great too. Mm -hmm. I, I have a couple of uh, people from the church I go to, they periodically will, will give me groceries and that's great. I just uh, put it right in the food pantry. Yeah, that's good. Good thing. So we've added another store and uh, we're, we're, we're ironing out the details. Uh, but so far it's going off, you know, we're, we're blessing people with that food. Um, yeah. So we, we definitely need more volunteers. So that's, let's just leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> so, you know what? And Saturday uh, was, um, it worked out all right, you know, it, because what happened was, so we got, we had an abundance. We weren't able to go to the Lutheran house. Yeah. And so uh, we had an abundance of bread, but um, the one family we help out, they love bread a lot. So they took a lot of it. And she also knew a lady that was injured and with back problems. And she said she could use it. So she took a bunch for her. Awesome. And then um, we still had tons of bread left that we just couldn't find a home for. And that was after helping, you know, four or five families. Yeah. So we, we took the bread the following day and stacked it up on a chair outside with a free sign on it. And a lady, uh, my neighbor across the street, she drove past and said, 
hey, are, are you giving away all this bread? And I said, yeah, take as much as you want. And uh, she said, oh, that's great. She said, I- I'm on my way to the senior living uh, place oh, in wow. Bangor where my sister is staying. Yeah. And wow, I said, well, yeah, take odds. as much as you want. She, she, brought it, she brought it right to the rec center. Nice, dude. Another, another assisted living place. That's awesome. And I, yeah, and I told her, I said, well, I said, if you go up there every weekend, because she said it has to be on the weekend. So this works out perfectly, too. I said, well, if you if you want, I said, I'll keep you in mind and I can set up, you know, boxes for you if, to take up there if you'd like. And she says, sure. She said, as long as it's on the weekend, that's great. Yeah. How crazy is so that? I said, like, well, we have one one weekend door closed and another one sounds like it's opening. Yep. And I was uh, and it's funny because I never talked to this neighbor before. Oh wow! And it come to well, come to find out because uh, my stepdad was telling me that she works second shift, and I'm like, that's why I never see her because I didn't even know she lived there. Yeah. Because she worked when she's working, um, uh, just getting home, and uh, and when she's home, I'm either sleeping or at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, so that worked out great. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I hope uh, you get some details, and, and we'll we'll follow up with that. That might work out really well. Um, you know, it also worked out really good too because I was able to help a family out. And um, sometimes you you don't. I think some people might need help, but you know they they don't want to talk about it. You know, so yeah. it's I understand, I understand. So I, I blessed a family, one of the families, and it was just. It's like. Uh, it's almost like Christmas Day, you know, giving a, a child a gift and you see how excited they are. And I, uh, I got this this one, like the, the cook, especially the cookies and cakes and stuff. The kids love that stuff. Yeah. And I, I got this uh, cookie decorating kit and I and I told the little girl, I said, I, when I saw this, I thought of you. And she was all excited. She wanted to start decorating the cookies. and. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's it's really uh, it's really the re- a big rewarding part of the ministry is just getting to be around the families. Yeah, no, amen. Um, so let's keep um, you know, let's keep pushing forward with that. That's grown, you know, more than we ever really thought it was going to grow, or our intention. Yeah, you know, um, which which is awesome. But we we definitely do need more volunteers. We need volunteers in different areas, and uh, so. We can't emphasize that enough or stress that enough. So if you have, you know, absolutely an hour a day, uh, an hour a week, uh, whatever, you know, half hour a week, whatever it is, we could definitely use you. So. And the Bible says that, you know, the Lord will give us new energy, uh, new, new strength, strength and, and renew our energy. And, you know, I think as long as we're doing the Lord's work, he'll make a way for us. Yeah, um, just just opening up that weekend, you know that that facility. That's that's amazing. What what a contact. That's great. Yeah. So imagine. Well, you know, Go ahead. I I I've probably said it before. You know, uh, if you want to help people, the Lord's gonna make a way for you to do that because the Lord wants us to help people. Yeah. You know, so and there's there's yeah, it worked out. It definitely worked out. I, I was just gl- I was just so glad like. I um, periodically my stepdad was looking out the window to see that what the status was on the bread sitting outside and he told me it's all gone and I was like that's awesome wow great I mean I just was glad to see that it went that it went somewhere yeah no that's you know one of the one of the 
the difficulties is when we started this out and we had so much and we just didn't know what to do with it, you know? And uh, so now we're, we're finding places to go with it. And, and that's great. We're blessing other people. Um, so onward and up. And one of the things, um, one of the things that my neighbor said is that she, what she was angry about. And I, and I think this happens at a lot of different places. She, she actually likes taking stuff up on the weekends there because the office people aren't there. Because she said that sometimes they go through the stuff and they take stuff for themselves. And I said, yeah, I said, that's that's skimming from the top. And I said, I can't stand that. Yeah, I, I, I don't like happens. Oh, I know. But I but it's not I don't like that. That's not fair to the people. Yeah, no, I agree. So let's see what let's see what we can do there. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 uh, a exciting possibility. So absolutely. And if that doesn't work out, I know God will open up something else. So um, let's let's go on to uh, the bottom line is there. If, if you've got some free time, we could use you. That's for sure. We can definitely put you to work. So most definitely. And you know what? When you go when you go to the families and you help people out, these people. So there's so many are, are so grateful and they're so excited to see you. It, it's like they become like your family when you when you make these deliveries week in and week out, you get to know them on a personal level. Yeah. And they're so excited to see you when you get there. They're so friendly and, and grateful. And it's I'm telling you, that's a paycheck in itself. It really is. Yeah, it's a good reward. It, it's uh, it's fulfilling. And you know what? A friend of mine said to me uh, in, in a comment on a Facebook post one day about saying one day you'll be rewarded. And I say, you know, I say, I'm already rewarded. Yeah. You know, I'm always being the Lord is always blessing me. You know, I have coworkers that um, constantly give me food and stuff like because uh, I don't take much food to work with me. And my one coworker is usually giving me like half of her lunch she can't finish, and it's delicious food. And um, sometimes she brings leftovers in from home from the night before, and sometimes they just bring me sandwiches in, like if they stop somewhere to get sandwiches in the morning. So I mean, I'm always being blessed. Yeah, that's I'm, cool. I'm being rewarded constantly. You know, the, the important thing is is that the lesson there is. Always keep your eyes open for blessings because it's easy to overlook things. But if you stop and think, like, I mean, I'm, I know me personally, I'm being blessed all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's, that's good. And it's, you know, you're, you're, doing, um, you're doing a great thing for the community. You know, and everyone involved there, your mom, your stepdad and Terry and, uh, you know, everybody's doing a, a great, great thing. And sometimes we overlook, you know, some of the, the hard work that goes in, but it's a dedication and it's a real uh, it's a real thorough process. And, and your mom does a great job. And uh, oh, they do. Yeah, they coordinate everything. And it's, uh, you know, as, as we're like I said, I'm going through some stuff now and it's, it's limiting me on a couple things. Um, but you know what, it, it's this, this, this ministry, this part of it is just continuing to grow. And that part's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. I'm telling you, you know, it's, it's one of the things like we got the wheels going. Yeah. I should say the Lord got the wheels going. We're, we're, we're just, the Lord's helping us facilitate it, but this is definitely his work. And it's amazing because he's allowing it to continue uh, and go. And I don't, you know, what the Lord sets in motion, nobody can stop. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is an important side of it. You know, I know as things are going to get harder and tighter, 
um, you, you know, across the board. And you look at food prices going up, and um, th- there's a lot we could we could get into that topic and <laughs> spend the we whole could. day on it. You know, um, we could, but I'm not, but I'm not going to worry about that yeah. because um, the the way I see it, you know, is the Lord will find a way for us to help people. How? How? I have no idea. Um, you know, maybe it'll be one of those things where we find a ridiculous uh, deal on something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look at this stuff is really cheap for whatever reason. Or maybe we just come across a container, a shipping container of food, and they're like, hey, we don't know what to do with this. You know what I mean? You just you just don't know how the Lord is going to handle all this stuff. But what we do know from reading the Bible is that the Lord says he would take care of people um, that are his his people. Uh, that that during times of where food is scarce, they will have food. So I don't know how that's going to look, how the Lord is going to carry that out, but I just know what the promises are in the Bible. Yeah, and we're we're just doing our part. That's it, and it's uh, you know that's it. All all, all His glory, and, and and you know we're we're helping. I I know that the need is great. Um, we, well, I mean, we both know the need is great. And uh, I don't think we really realized what we were getting into um, when no. we started out just getting some turkey and, <laughs> you know, some coffee. Yeah, uh, the, uh, thing, the thing is, is that, you know, I think to myself, I have, I make $23 and change an hour. And a lot of people, some people out there think that's good pay, but it really isn't anymore. Um, and all I think to myself is, if I'm struggling the way I am, what are people doing that are making ten dollars less an hour? No. And 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 now I see it because a while back when I was looking up um, re, uh, real estate for us to possibly find a place for the ministry, yeah. I saw how high rent was, and it was in it was in the neighborhoods where they were supposed to be the cheaper neighborhoods, and they were steep. And I'm like. How are people affording this? It's no wonder that we get family after family reaching out to us saying, hey, we, we could use some help. And I believe them because when I once I was on that real estate website and I saw what the rents were going for, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It was like there was an apartment in like Wilson area going for almost $2,000 a month. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, well, it's you know it leads to a lot of different things because I know people that are together um, only because financial, you know, they can't make it on their own, and, and it's and I know other people that are scared to move out or do whatever on their own because they 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 can't do it or they're back with you know a lot of people just coming out of college and they want to start their life and, and get going and they can't afford to to start it. You know, and right. to, to move out, and they're moving back with their um, with their parents, which is fine. But they're they're so anxious to get out on their own, and they just can't seem to do it. And you know, get food, and you know, it's you're giving your life over to just constantly working, and you're not you're not enjoying life anymore. You're just you're working just so you can survive, and it's uh, there's no joy in that. <laughs> well, you know, you I. We were just, I was just talking about this with my mom and stepdad just a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, I was half joking, but I'm really, I'm really not. I think you're going to see a lot more of like the Waltons type scenarios, uh, in the near future, if not already. And, uh, cause I already, I know of, uh, 
a couple that I think actually just moved back in. They're older, like me, mm-hmm. maybe a little older than me, and they moved back in with their parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, people, people just can't do it anymore. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. I think it's smart. Um, why struggle and kill yourself if you don't have to? If, if you have a good relationship with your family and you can make it work, it could be the best route to go to just live together and pull your money together and, and, and make it work. I know, I know certain religious groups, uh, you know, I'm not going to single them out, but uh, that's their, the way they live is, uh, and that's what they do. They look for units, uh, homes that are larger and they don't have one family in there. They have four or five. And, you know, when I talk to them and when they discuss stuff like that, it's like, why would we spend five different, five of us spend five different, you know, of the same bill when we can all split one bill, you know, and they're talking about cable and electric and, you know, stuff like that. But um, it's difficult. Well, let's not, you know, it's difficult yeah. to live together like that. Um, I know. Well, you know, go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, I think as Americans, because I think this is a big American thing, because I know we were talking with. Um, who did we have on as a guest uh, the last time? Was it? Was it Vic? Or last, uh, I'd have to check back. I'm not sure. But we had, we or had, maybe we it was maybe it was Jennifer. Yeah, Jen on last. Yeah, she said that in other countries they're very big about community and about oh, family. Yep, yep. Uh, and 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 so in America, I I, I want to say this. I think we have to learn how to like each other again. Yep. And because we become a very we've become a very isolated society where okay it's just us you know it's just us four no more you know it's just us in our house we don't want to be bothered with anybody or by anybody um we have a lot of weird relationships with with our parents and and family and i saw i said we got to learn how to like each other again and learn how to live with each other because i think going forward in the future at least in the near future that's going to be our only option i mean Either that, or if you had a choice between living with your your siblings or parents, or or living on the street eating scraps, which what would you choose? Uh, you know, and, and this goes, and my family talks about this a lot. And you know, I'm, I'm privileged enough to have uh, my sister lives next door, and that's a great dynamic. And uh, my parents and I, we, we speak of, you know, I'm the only one not married out of my siblings, and we talk a lot about uh, combining again just because they're they're you know mid-70s and uh it would make things a lot easier for them it would make some things easier for me but it is it's absolutely it's an adjustment it really really is um because everyone loses their i don't want to say independence because that's not what i'm saying it's it's just there's you know if you struggle with a privacy or or you're an introvert uh that really affects you you know what I mean? But yeah. it, it just, it, it also just normal every day puts a strain on that relationship also. You know what I mean? I think it really depends on, I think it depends on the person and their relationship. I think you, I think you would get along fine living with your family because you guys have a really great solid relationship. And from what I see, you guys always get along very well. well uh, I think that would be. Go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, and now my situation, so I'm living back with my parents again, and 
just like you said before, it, it takes the burden and splits it between us. Uh, so it was a, it was a win for all of us. It was a win for me because I have to, I pay significantly less a month. Uh, and because I chopped the mortgage in half for them, it lifts the burden on them a little bit too. Um, and and it's just great. You know, it, it makes it, uh, life a little less stressful. <laughs> yeah, we we took a vacation as a family one year, and it was down in uh, down in Tennessee, and we we rented one of these uh, these cabins out in the woods, you know. But it was it was a multi level. It was like four different floors, and it was it was set up super awesome, you know. So it was a community kitchen, which was huge. Um, your bathrooms. Was, like seven or eight bathrooms, but there was a community like living room. There's a theater room, uh, you know, community places like that. But then each floor was separated with its own living room. You know what I mean? So if you did need yeah. privacy or you wanted to just be away, you know, you had your space and you could just go away. But in the other aspect, you were always together with everybody, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I, I, I'm, I know when I, I went away to school, man. I lived with, I lived in a, a, not just the dorms, which I thought was cool because everybody was there. Um, but when I when I got into my frat, I mean, there was fifty five people there at all at all times. You know, there was always something going on, which I I loved because there's always yeah. always something going on. People playing games, people doing you know just whatever. You different conversations you walk into. Uh, just a lot of fun and, but you know, it does get, it, it does get to you too. Sometimes you just need to be alone and you need your space. Um, so it, it's, a, I think it's as long as, long. go ahead. Yeah. I mean, obviously the way, the way it's going to, the only way it's going to work is if everyone respects each other, yeah. you know, in their privacy, you know, if you say like, Hey, I, I got to work on this or I'm doing this right now, you know, as long as everyone's cool with each other and, and respects each other, I think, I think it could work out. I, and I realize there's families that have a lot of problems because there is no boundaries and there's no respect. And that's definitely a problem. However, uh, if that's the case where you absolutely cannot live with your, your parents or siblings, you can do the same setup with friends. If you have really good friends that, that you can live with because you all get along and you all respect each other and respect boundaries. I mean, it could work just as well with them. Yeah, it could. And the people I've talked to, I mean, they're, they're married families with kids, you know, so it gets hectic there. Um, and you know, the, the, the other thing is you've got, you know, new wives and new husbands and they want their own identity as a family, but you're all under one roof now. And, you know, simple things that you wouldn't think of just like decorating and, uh, you know, setting rooms up and what kind of decor in the house is stuff like that. They argue about, um, yeah, I know, but at the same time, and I'm not trying to come off as, as an insensitive jerk, but we have to, we yeah, have to the, change our minds. Yeah. We have to change our mindset. You know, they, things are not, things aren't what they were 20, 30 years ago. And we just have to come to that acceptance, you know, it's yeah, yeah. The, the greater picture, you know, um, it's, you're, you're looking at the greater picture of things where you have to put up with minor inconvenience, but overall it's, it's a win-win, you know? Um, right. I mean, there was a time when, you know, 
you know, or as soon as you became of age, okay, it's time to, you got, you got a job and you're going to get your own place. But I think, like I said earlier, I think we're going to be reverting back to yeah. more of like the Waltons type lifestyle because I don't think people are going to have a choice. I mean, it's, you don't want to eat like bowls of rice all the time and work 80 hours a week. I mean, what kind of, what kind of life is that? <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's where we're heading back. And you look at uh, housing costs and inflation. I mean, we can get into all that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I do. Think and we don't really have to get, I mean, we can get into it, but I don't think we really have to, because I think everybody sees it and they're, yeah. everyone is, is like just totally infuriated by this, yep. you know, because people are throwing their arms up saying, how am I going to do this? Yep. And, you know, couple that with gas price and food price and uh, yeah, man, there's, there's, there's a lot going on in this world. And, and, you know, we look at, you know, when I look at these headlines and I'm looking at, you know, this, the stuff that's predicted in the Bible and some of these uh, famines and, and some of this natural disasters going on. And uh, it really puts a lot in the perspective, especially now, you know, if we're, we're coming towards the end, uh, we believe we're in the end times. Um, the, the, well, you know, as well as I. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. We, you know, as well as I do, when you when you go to do the food pickups, you go there more often than I do. But I look at the labels and I see the prices on the things and oh, I'm yeah. like, whoa, yep. I'm like, this is absurd. Yep. I, totally I, crazy. I do that, too. And I'm, I'm just blown away by by some of them. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, it was like five dollars and seventy nine cents for a pack of bagels. Yeah. Now add that to a whole shopping cart of stuff that you're going to pick up for the week. I mean, that's just that's just nuts. Have, have you seen the prices on like some of those cakes that we get and some of those? Um, oh yeah, yeah, those. cakes are really expensive. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But, but well, just, just yesterday, mm-hmm. just yesterday, I was on my way to my friend's Labor Day party, and before I went there, I stopped at Sam's Club to pick up a a family sized pack of hot dogs and um, a pack of hamburgers patties and two packs of buns, one for the hot dogs and one for the hamburgers. And my total was $40. I was going to say uh, 50 bucks. I'm like, this is absurd. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yep. There used to be a time you could go and, and, and get a week's yeah. worth of groceries for 50 bucks. <laughs> You would think for forty bucks, you'd think I like picked up like a couple of steaks or something. Yeah. I mean, there's hamburgers and hot dogs for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. But you know, we say you know, I, I agree. I think that Walton kind of lifestyle and and that I think a lot of people are are trending back towards that just because it makes sense. You know, and uh, a lot of and it I is. Think the, go ahead. Oh, that's fine. Um, I think the important thing is, and the the, the the real important message I want to drive home with this is I don't want, I don't want people to feel bad about it. You know, don't be ashamed. You know, it's everybody knows how hard it is right now and nobody's going to be, I don't think anybody reasonable would be blaming you for it. Yeah. I I mean, the last thing you should do is worry about what somebody else thinks about your situation (laughs) because right. But we know a lot of people do. Yeah. But, you know, they're not walking in, in your shoes and, and they don't, hey, you know, what, what's important to them and what matters to them doesn't really line up with what matters to you sometimes, you know, so it doesn't matter. So and, you know, going back to the fact that we all could use some help right now because so many of us are struggling. You're not just you're not just doing yourself a favor. You're doing the you're doing a favor for the person that you're moving in with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, my parents. 
my parent, I'm sure your parents are too. Well, no, your dad still works, but uh, my, so my parents are both retired and my mom's on disability. And so they're all on a fixed income. Yeah. So I, I knew that I felt good about moving back with them because not only was it helping me out, but I knew it was going to help them out too. And I feel, I don't I don't want them to struggle. You know what I mean? And I know that times are really tough right now because the prices just keep climbing on things. And, you know, so it just works out for everybody. And that's, that's a good way of looking at it. You know, we're, we're blessing each other. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, how'd we get on that? How did that? <laughs> I think it started with inflation, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, Somehow the Waltons got tied in with it. Well, just just know that you know you're not the only situation that's like your situation. I I you know I know a lot of people that are going through. I, you know, and I talk to to people that, and it's not just one. It's you know, a lot of people are finding themselves in a new situation that they hadn't planned on and they hadn't thought of, you know, their, their spouse walked out, uh, out of nowhere, you know, after 10, 15 years of marriage, uh, no, no clue it was happening. And these people all find themselves in a brand new role in life. And, and all of a sudden you're thrown in, like, how am I going to figure this out? You know? So, you know, I, go ahead. I could, this is totally down a completely different rabbit hole. But when you, when you said that about a spouse leaving after years, yeah. leaving completely unannounced, how does that happen? How are they, were they acting like the whole time? Like, I, you know what? I, the, I, I not like being, if somebody says, what's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. If, if somebody says my spouse left me, and I had no idea. I never saw it coming. How, how is that even possible? Like, because I would, I'm thinking like if somebody, if in a relationship, these people are, are, they're drifting apart, you would think there would be like, um, you know, maybe no more intimacy, no more, um, you know, and I'm not just, I'm not just referring to sexual and just me. I, I just mean in general, like, you know, maybe spending, caressing the yeah, cheek, yeah. spending time together, talking with each other. Like there has to be some kind of sign. I mean, how does, how does it just abruptly like gone? No more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, speaking as somebody never married, um, I, I can't really, you know, I don't know what it's like to be married. I don't know what it's like to, I've never lived with with anyone. Um, well, I mean, I've lived with roommates, but not somebody I was dating. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's different. Uh, I, I don't know how that could happen. I do know it does happen. I know that certain people just at some point are, have something, you know, a lot of people I talk to, it's like one little thing or two little things that over time just keeps eating away at you until finally, you know, society plays a big role into it. Like, hey, you don't have to put up with that anymore. Hey, it's all yeah. about you. Uh, you know, and just one day they wake up and they're just not, you know, they're like, I don't have to put up with this anymore. Maybe it's better if I do this and they just go or, or they're being told, Hey, it's so much better over here. You don't have to worry. I will never do that to you. I, you, you know what I mean? Or they're getting that special oh, yeah. attention that they've been looking for and longing for. And maybe they're too shy to say it, or maybe they're too embarrassed to say that they need more from their partner. Uh, you know, and then slowly over time, you know, the little things that you, that you, 
are, that are cute to you in the beginning, they really start to eat on you as time goes on. You know what I mean? And right. I know as some people, the little things or, or the, the actions that some people take, it leads to resentment later on. You know, where at the time you can deal with it, but the longer that stews and you don't deal with it, then that turns into resentment and hatred and anger, and, and that causes a lot of problems too. And I have a very close friend of mine that, you know, kids are involved and it just woke up one day and the spouse just out of nowhere gone, you know, hug, hug the kids goodbye and, and that's it. So he doesn't even know what happened or where she went or, you know, and I know another one where the whole time they were married, she had somebody else across the country that she, you know what I mean? That she was talking to. And until one day, I mean, he thought everything was fine. They acted as a complete happy married couple. And one day she got up and moved all her stuff across the country, you know, to the other person. And, and yeah, see that, but that tells me that, that the person must've been acting or pretending that they were in a happy relationship oh, yeah, because they had to, of, of course. It can't just it can't just go off like a light switch, and that's what I was getting at. Was how is there no signs of a person drifting away? Uh, because obviously her attention was being divided and pulled somewhere else. Um, so she must have been just maybe just to carry things on business, quote unquote business as usual. Yeah, that maybe she was acting. Like just oh, acting well, she, out the the role of a loving wife. Well, she had to be because uh, my my friend had zero. None of us knew. None of us. I mean, they appeared right. as a total happy, content, great example of a marriage. You know what I mean? Until one day, uh, I mean, he was completely duped. You know what I mean? To one day find out not only is she going, but because there's somebody else. And it makes no sense because you don't think, you know, if that's not on your on your radar, you're not thinking that you've got contrust and you have complete trust in your partner. And, and you know what I mean? And then that's that betrayal and that, but that's just one example you know what I mean? So yeah, obviously there's a front going on and you don't, you're not attuned to it. If you think everything's fine, you know, uh, I guess I just don't know how people do that because I, I, don't, I, I don't either. I, I, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, you know, and I wasn't happy. I, I wasn't happy, you know, and yeah. it's, I don't know. I find it strange. Maybe I, I, cause I'm trying to find out, I'm trying to figure out in my mind why they would do that. And maybe it would be because they're concerned about securing their place of residence. Maybe. So maybe they feel like, well, I have to, I have to put on this act so that I have a place to live. Maybe I, I guess that could be, I lost, I lost a, 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 a very serious relationship over that fact where the other person, which I had no idea, because in my eyes, we were planning a life together and we were, uh, and the major worry or concern that they had was what happens in the future if I lose my job and all of a sudden I can't support the family anymore or the, you know, the, us as a couple. And that was such a worry that I had no idea they worried about. It was such a worry and concern that they completely altered their life to you know to say okay now i need to make a plan to when he fails that i have this set up as my contingency you know what i mean which which right. i'll save my comments on that for another time you know what i mean but i completely blindsided by that by a what if 
situation. You know what I mean? So I, I do know it happens. And I do know, you know, the other side of this is the enemy will get in there and he just harden your heart and you can just completely, I mean, I know a lot of Christian families that uh, just everything looked good on the outside and, and you know, on the inside is it's devastation and destruction. And, um, you know, as Christians, you're not immune to that. And we're all, everybody's human and we're all open to attack. And when that happens, and if your heart is hardened, uh, you don't want to work it out. You know what I mean? And you don't, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to continue on that commitment that you've made, you know, or you made it as a commitment that maybe you didn't take serious or you didn't understand the implications of it or the, you know, you're married now and you don't get to just break up and walk away. I mean, you got to work it out, you know? Well, another important thing, even uh, with Christian uh, Christian couples, is you have to, it's very important to stay grounded in your faith and read the Bible and, and constantly by reading the Bible, recalling on the promises of God, because it's very easy. I know I've probably said this in previous episodes, but it's very easy to adopt worldly thinking. And it's easy for the pressures of life to, to, to just dig their way into your mind and, and just take over. And so you have to constantly, because if you, if you start going down that rabbit hole of what ifs, I mean, you're going to, you're going to go nuts yeah. because there's always, there's always what ifs, you know, there's, there's something that could always go wrong, but you have to lean on the promises of God uh, because, you know, that's where faith comes in. You know, that, that somehow, some way the Lord is going to pull you through this situation. And it's not always your, it's not always your job to, to know how that's going to happen. You just have to know that it is going to happen. Yeah. And it's, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of couples that just, I mean, they're, they're not a team and they're, they live actual separate lives and they run into each other throughout the day or the week. And it's just like they, they're living single and, and, you know, they take vacations by themselves or, or they take, uh, it, it's very strange, very strange. I can't yeah. imagine, you know, when I, the, on the days when I thought I really, really was, was going to be married and I wanted to be married, I looked forward to that sharing of everything. And so to me, it doesn't make sense how you would just plan to, do that alone or just to get or you need a break so so badly i it just doesn't it doesn't come across me as i i can't understand it but but like i said i i've never lived with anyone i've never been married so i don't know what that's like you know maybe you it's 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 sad it, it's sad i i know a couple and i won't get into too many details because i don't want to expose their identity but uh they they don't work as a team and it's, it's really sad. And when I found out that, uh, and this is why I said to, um, you know, my parents, you know, whenever we get a family and they say, or, or an individual and they say they need help, I just take their word for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't take into consideration what neighborhood they live in because the couple that I'm talking about now, they live in a very nice neighborhood in a very nice house, um, in New Jersey. And he's, the man needed help because he was recovering from a health problem and, and surgery. And, um, they just in, in the marriage that he's in, they do not work as a team. He was on his own and he needed some help with food and stuff. And I, I could totally, um, 
sympathize with that because I feel like if I was in his boat, uh, I would probably be in a similar situation because, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's rough when when you're in a relationship and you're not working as a team, it's bad, you know? And and not only is it bad, but it's sad, Yeah. you know, because I mean, it's like the, was it in the book of Ecclesiastes where King Solomon says, you know, if you have a friend or, or a spouse, when one falls, the other one can help the other one up. But you know, it's horrible for the person that doesn't because they don't have anyone to help them up. Right. Yeah. I'm really paraphrasing heavily on that, but, no, but it's, yeah, the, the, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, and, and it's just that point there. It's like, I just can't see when you say that story or that situation, that doesn't, it doesn't register to me because I can't understand being married and not being a team. I don't get that. I mean, that's, and I that's, wouldn't, and, and I wouldn't have sympathized with it if I wasn't in a similar situation. So when I, I cause I, I was like, you know what? I completely understand. I, I know he's on his own. He is on his own, even though they they live in a nice neighborhood and a nice house. He is on an Island and it, that's, it's, it's a really sucky situation yeah. for a lack of better words. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's it's just it's not an isolated situation either. There's lots. There there's I I could tell you stories for hours about things I know that you know people are going through. But that's just the that's just the point. You know, people are going through it. Um, being a Christian doesn't keep you away from circumstances in life. Um, it it just gives you uh, victory through those. And it's not something. I, I agree. Yeah. And I think you have to. I think you have to put forth even more effort sometimes when you're a Christian. And all I mean by that is an effort to lean on the promises of God, an effort to stay grounded in faith, an effort in reading the Bible, so that you're constantly reminding yourself of the promises. Because as I said before, it's so easy to adopt worldly thinking, especially if you're around a lot of worldly people, maybe at work, uh, and they start talking worldly. And it's easy for that mentality to to, to seep into your mind. That's, and you have to constantly... Re- oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, uh, not to cut you off, but yeah, it's not just... No, it's not just the people that are bombarding you with it. It's just the world itself bombarding. You're getting bombarded with that worldly influence at every turn. You know what I mean? You Absolutely. Your phone, you open your, you know, turn your TV on, put the radio on, whatever. I mean, that's, it's in your face. And if you're surrounded by it constantly over and over and over, it, it desensitizes you to the audacity of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's just as simple as like, say, Oh, I only get five or six hundred dollars a week pay, and oh, great! Now they're raising my rent. What am I gonna do? Yeah. Now you you might start going into a panic, you know, because in you know the worldly sense, you're thinking to yourself, "I'm screwed. I, how am I gonna how am I gonna do this?" But that's why it's so important to stay grounded in your faith as a Christian, because you need to lean on the promises of the Lord and what the Lord says in the Bible uh, that He will provide. Uh, but he wants us, he provides for those who depend on him. There's a big key word there, yeah. depend. And so we have to call out to the Lord and lean on the Lord for those promises. Yeah, and, and we know, I mean, we've had people on this show that were, you know, I don't want to uh, single anybody out, but there's, you know, these marriages do fall apart. 
and you know we I I could tell you dozens of examples of people that were doing their best in their marriage and doing what they thought was right and constantly I mean, trying for counseling and trying to work and work and work but if the other person is just checked out man that's it you know what i mean it's just it's a it's a very difficult thing and that's why i said earlier a lot of these people are finding themselves in a brand new situation they never they never saw coming you know, and it's scary. And, you know, sometimes you do need help. And that's, I think that's where we're, we're stepping in as far as the food side, um, doing the best that we can to help out. But it does, you know, there is a level of, um, you know, some people are ashamed to say they need help. And some people are, um, they're not, they're not humble to say, you know, I need assistance in this way or whatever. Um, and, and on our end, I mean, there's no judgment on our end. You oh, know, yeah, no. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you need help. Well, that's why we're here. We're we're just the bus drivers. We're doing what, you know, what we can to, to help. So uh, if you I'm do, sure I probably go ahead. I'm sure I probably said this many times, maybe not on the show, but I've I said it, you know, if I was if I was back in my old house and I was paying for everything myself, like not just the mortgage, but also all the utilities and bills and everything else that goes along with it, like uh, cable, Internet, whatever, you know, the stuff that normal people have, uh, stuff that not normal people, the stuff that people normally have, I should say, yeah, yeah. Um, all that combined. I don't know if I would have been able to afford it on my salary alone. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to get any judgment from me at all because I know how crazy it is. I mean, I, I have I have what some people would consider at least used to be a good paying job. And it, it just doesn't cut it. It, it. The money only goes so far. And then you you factor in like uh, like, say, pet food, if you have pets, uh, which is outrageous. And then you have groceries, the cost of groceries. And um, yeah, I mean. Your money only goes so far, <laughs> and uh, but that's why I say, uh, you know, keep the faith, and uh, I can't emphasize um, tithing enough. Mm -hmm. uh, different times when I'll be like, oh, okay, I only have this much money, but guess what? I never not tithe. Yeah, that's a weird, weird double negative, but uh, yeah, I always tithe, uh, and I. Because I'll tell you what, um, if I didn't, I think that's when I might run into trouble. Uh, but the fact that I tithe and I make sure that the Lord gets the first 10 percent, I started I started tithing um, the amount before the taxes are taken out. Yeah. So the Lord gets it from the top. Yeah. And uh, and I make sure every week um, I haven't been tithing financially lately. I've been tithing by purchasing groceries. Um, for the food pantry. Uh, but yeah, um, the Lord gets the first 10% of the fruits, the yeah. first fruits. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, nobody knows better than, than me, uh, or that, that I know, um, about dependency uh, on God, because I, you know, I, I've, I've had a long career, um, I have been to school for half of my life, probably. Um, uh, at certain times in my life, I went from making whatever I made a month, I went from making that a month to making that a year. And if you want wow. to talk about being humbled 
and having your circumstances thrown up in the air. Um, that'll do it. And then when what you make, what you used to make a month, then half of what you used to make a month, you make a year. Then your dependency on God uh, and your, you know, it, it becomes a little more real because there's no way you can figure it out. You know, and there's without God's intervention, there's no way you can survive um, w without full faith on that God knows what's going on and has got control over your life. Um, but but just to well, say, that's like the. Go ahead. I was going to say that's like the Christians over there in Sudan and areas like that in the world, like Uganda, where they they I mean they must have an iron faith. Oh yeah. Uh, you because there's nothing casual. There's nothing casual about them going to church service. Oh, no. Nothing casual at all. Not like here. No, no. You're walking uh, miles each way, you know, in their church service, you're there all day. And sometimes you're there for days. And, you know, just like Pastor Simon and they'll they'll do fasting and praying and it's all night long. You know what I mean? And and sometimes into the next day. And it's a very real choice and it's a very real dependency and it's very different than what we do here. Yeah, I, I want to share an interesting story with you. So um, I think I told you that my pastor was on a two-month sabbatical. Yes. So he recently just came back, but there was a um, a missionary who uh, who's very close friends with my pastor and for for three weeks i think he was uh preaching and um he's a missionary him and his wife are missionaries and they go to different countries and and they go to africa i guess uh different times hmm. well he was having this conversation with um this one african man and uh i guess he asked him he said what is it like uh like um how do, how do you deal with like getting beat up and all the time and, and for your faith and this and that. And Bruce, the uh, pastor, Bruce, the, the missionary said he, he almost didn't know what to answer when he asked, when he was asked that question, he's like, he said to him, he's like, honestly, I don't know how I deal, how I would deal with it. I've never fortunately had to go through that. But the amazing thing was this Christian over there in Africa was under the impression that this is what everyone had to deal with all over the world yeah. because that's all he knew. Yeah. It, it, his, in his life, the reality was if you profess to be a Christian, you were a target to get beat up and everything else. And he just thought that's what it, the way it was everywhere. And that's something. It is something, and I, I just was speaking with uh, somebody overseas, and they live in a Muslim country, and, um, you know, pleading with me, hey, you know, I believe in Jesus, and I want to turn my life over. However, I can't because I'll become a target here, and uh, they'll kill me immediately. And he's asking me for help to bring him over here, and, and what, what am I going to do? You know, um, I'm, I'm not at the spot where I can bring somebody over here. Um, but that's a, that's a very real life choice. You know what I mean? Like that's what, okay, now you're going to choose to follow God. Now your life's at risk, you know, which I think is coming yeah. down, the, down the pike for a lot of us here and across the world. Um, you know, the persecution uh, is going to intensify as this one world 
religion and this all this other stuff we can get into um as, as no definitely you know so the the persecution part's coming and uh, we're living in a sat we're living in a satanic society and i know i brought that up in the past because um the one of the mottos for satanism is indulgence and you see it in the marketing you see it in um just in society in general about indulging in oneself loving self-love loving oneself and i don't get me wrong it's good to love yourself but in a moderate way not the kind of not the way they're pushing it in our society where it's like a selfish love for oneself just like in the in the book of timothy lovers of self uh, and, and and that's what's happening um yeah you're we've seen it already and it's going to get worse the uh the animosity for christians bible believing christians because a lot of what the society is pushing for is against what we believe in you know you see the animosity about abortion uh you see the animosity about the practice of homosexuality See, in, in a way, and, it, it's like you're, they're taking God out of the equation. It's just like Adam and Eve, you know, when the serpent tempted them. It, was, it wasn't it was just, you know, uh, what God says is not not accurate. So it's just do what you want, and, and you'll be just like that, and you can be that. And it's just, you're replacing God with that. And it's the same thing with now. It's, hey, you don't have to listen to these rules take those rules out, live how you want, do whatever makes you feel good. You that that's the replacement of God again. You know what I mean? So well, it's it go ahead. Well, see the the way what they're doing is they're and I know we talked about this before. They're isolating Christians, like real Christians, the ones that actually believe the Bible. Um, they're isolating them because as they continue to normalize this stuff in society, like uh, gender identities and anyone can be whatever they want to be, um, the the encouraging uh, of homosexuality, they're going to turn around and say, "Well, if you have a problem with this, you're a bigot, or you're hate, you're you're hateful, you're the enemy." And yeah, exactly. And that's why they're that's how they're they're feeding this animosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy because think about think about how much has changed in the last twenty years alone, in regards to like how people view homosexuality, how they view all this stuff. That's crazy. It's mind blowing, really. Um, but it's no surprise. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the Bible talks about all of this, and that's why I don't understand when people are, you know, everything that this two thousand oh the thousands and thousands of years of predictions and everything have have come come true, and everything we're seeing around us now is is just. I mean, I don't understand how people can just be like, well, the the chances of that, uh, you, you know, it, it's it's that's not what's going on here all the earthquakes going on and the the natural disasters that's not what's going on that's climate change that's global warming that's you know uh there's so much going on right now that if you don't pay attention to what's happening you know the the stuff going on in saudi arabia uh you know the natural disasters not just natural you know hurricanes and 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 tornadoes and and earthquakes and stuff like that it's you know these 
uh, infestations of locusts and, and dead fish. And, and there's so much going on here. And the Euphrates River drying up, right? And the 200 million man army, we talked about that, Russia and China coming to agreement where now there is a 200 million person army for the first time in history. You, you know what I mean? Like there is so much going on. There's actually a verse I wanted to talk about. Uh, we'll probably get to it next time because we're a little tight on time now. Um, but yeah. it, it's about uh, one of the old prophets and what they saw in the future and the way they're describing it. Uh, and, and we'll get your, your take on it. Uh, but the way they're describing it, I'm going to throw something past you and see if that is what you think that they were witnessing at, 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 at and what they were seeing. Uh, but we'll, Are you talking about Zechariah? I could be. I could be. Uh, uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, that is a, that is a, if you're talking about the passage, I think you're talking about that. That passage is wild. Yeah. So there, there's a lot. Yeah, I want to get into, and I know on on my show, I, I do. I, I'm going to be doing a lot more of this end time stuff and, and what's going on in the world because there, there's there's so much that if you're not tuned into, you know, right now football starting on Thursday night, right? So the NFL is back. Most of the people across this country are just tuned into football's back. Kids are back in school. You know, whatever's going on in the world doesn't really matter. Football's coming back. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. A lot of treaties going on. Uh, if you see what's happening to the American dollar and, and uh, all these countries, what countries have just signed agreements and what, you know, what five nations just filled five and what are the other five nations that fill, form like the the ten toes of the statue of Nebuchadnezzar in his dream. That there's a lot going on, man, and, and and we're gonna we're gonna get into that more. But I just don't understand. Bringing this back full circle here is I don't understand how all the predictions in this Bible people can look at what's going on around the world and and just not be like you know what there is there is a creator and there is somebody um, you know in control of things and and everything that we're about to, to see has never happened before. Uh, so it's, yeah, go ahead. you know what else I want to talk about? I wanted to, I wanted to walk it back a little bit too, about to around where we're talking about how, how much, so much has changed in society within the last like 20 years. Yeah. And then I thought about it and I'm like, you know, I, I was never one of those people, you know, like those people that are like, Oh, this is the devil. Everything's the devil. Technology is the devil. Yeah. But then I, but I really started to think about it, you know, because people would say for years, people would say different people like, Oh, the computer is the devil or internet is the devil. And I really was after thinking about that. I was like, you know, how did it, how were they so successful to like, in like back to the future speed change rapidly society within it within a such a short amount of time when you think about how different life was back in the 90s yeah and so the way it is now and i i blame the internet for it i think the internet had a lot to do with it um because while people were were playing around with this new technology because it was exciting and fun and new um I think there was a lot of malicious intent going on in the background with the governments and everything else, what they had plans for this technology. And you can watch different documentaries about this, the, psycho the, the psychology behind it, how they use social media and, and, and the internet and all that to 
to basically brainwash people in a psychological way, basically to get them to uh, make decisions uh, based on what they see. Yeah, and, and, and there was a tech. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, there was there was a big um, lawsuit, I guess, against uh, I think this company called Cambridge. This is going back some years ago. There was a documentary I saw about it. They worked with Facebook. And I don't know if they paid Facebook or Facebook paid them, but they were putting out certain content to f- fill up people's news feeds in order to shape the way they think um, and, and, and to get them to vote a certain way. I mean, this is what's going on. You know, this is the malicious side of this technology that people think is so innocent. Um, but it's like the old saying, if you change the way people think, you change the person. Yeah. You change people. And that was um, that was Hitler's tactic. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't have to force people on board with him. He, had, he just had to change the way they thought. And he did that by constantly pumping out his own media. He had control over the media, just like our government does. Um, he put out children's books mm-hmm. that made Jewish people look bad. Um, There was a good example one time when I was back in school. I know I'm getting off topic here, but I'll I'll just real quick. uh, Back when I was in school, uh, there was a teacher that was showing us some of the stuff that existed back in the time of Hitler. And there was like a a children's book and it, they illustrated the, the doctor with a child and they made the doctor look all goofy and like a weirdo. He He looked like a weirdo in the picture. Mm-hmm. And it was all to get inside the people's heads to make them feel and think a certain way about the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And this, the psychology is not any different. It's just being done digitally where they get inside people's heads and they make them think a certain way. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, we could go on this for, for, <laughs> for a long time. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a subject all of its own. Yeah. It, it, it's, but it's there's so much and and, you know it's just right you you start with the younger generation and you bleed out the 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 opposition and and that's what you do and you have a new society coming forward that only knows one way you know what i mean that's been taught a certain way and if you start little by little if you're if you're if you're a bunch of sheep out in the pasture and little by little, the farmer moves the fence in 10 feet every day or every month. And sooner or later, you're in a 10 by 10 tiny little pen and you don't know uh, anything else. You know what I mean? You don't. Well, know yeah, you know, and this is how psychology works, because you constantly get bombarded with a message and it's like. All right, so this is just an example because I don't know if this really happened or not. But say we're in Nazi Germany back in the, the 30s, not even, maybe not even the 40s yet. And so they're trying to get people to think a certain way. And so maybe they have like a comedy show where maybe they are a skit where they pretend that, you know, somebody's, somebody's acting as a Jew, Jewish person. And maybe they maybe they have them acting like a complete dope, you know, or a jerk or an idiot or incompetent. And then in this skit, you know what I mean? And, and so what you're doing when people see this in the entertainment night after night, they start to 
their their mind starts to be shaped right. to think a certain way about these people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's that's how they do it subtly. Now, if 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 television existed back in that time, he probably would have done it through television stations. You know, to different commercials, shows, always making the Jewish person look like the dope. And they they can do it now. You know, you 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 do see it. you do see it now. Not to that not to that extent but think about when you watch like uh mainstream sitcoms i'm sure you probably don't watch that many of them i know i don't but whenever there's a christian person they're always a dope yeah the the oddball that they're they're like a goofball they're weird they're they're like a lot of times they're like wimpy over the top don't think don't think that's by mistake yeah it's not no i know i agree and uh I mean, we could talk about that for for hours too. You know? <laughs> yeah, we could, uh, but and, and it's gonna and it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. And in, in regards to, you're probably gonna see a lot of that type of programming more in the future. Who knows how long, how far in the future? But where you're gonna see the the Christian is gonna be the dope in the media. You know what I'm saying? Because they they're shaping people. They're shaping people's minds. And that's the crazy thing. And that's and that's another reason why we have to be careful about the media we consume is because we think it's just innocent fun. But there is a lot of maliciousness in the world. And they're 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 trying to shape the way people think. Yeah, there's there's definitely an agenda. And, and you know, it's. Just like anything else, it's like you take the shock value out, the more and more you're bombarded because first you're shocked by it and the more and more that you see it and you hear it, then it, it takes out the 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 shock value and then you start to, the more and more you hear it, then it's, uh, then you're okay with it, then you accept it and then, you know, then everybody who opposes that is the outcast or the idiot. And you're going to see this more as, you know, more and more things go bad around the world and somebody comes forward with uh the answer you know that dude they're already you know the the implants and 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 that stuff is moving full speed ahead you know what i mean and oh yeah there's people that are already purchasing things with stuff in their hand and it's not long before you know look at this covid now they're re reissuing this covid mandates and then these lockdowns again that are they're toying with that they know that the americans aren't going to put up with that again uh in my eyes i don't see that happening but it's not going to be difficult for them to say uh, look at what they did with the vaccines. Lafayette College right here is a good example. You can't come to this college or teach at this college or work at this college if you're not vaccinated, right? So it's not going to be difficult to change the minds of, hey, you get this mark on you or you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. It's not a far, it's not a far leap. You know, uh, well, that's why they're that's why they're trying to lock down the food. Yeah, you know that's yeah. why they're that's that's why they're trying to make it where you can't. They don't want you to grow food, your own food, yeah. and I think that's why they're trying to destroy farms and buy them up and sit on them. Um, you know, why is it that 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 Bill Gates buys up all this farmland but doesn't do anything with it? Well, because for for whatever reason, well, I have a feeling, but I don't want to say it on the show. Um. He wants people to eat his lab-grown food. Yeah. 
Well, you, you know, know? Look, look at these other people. There, there's stuff, there's there's theories out there now. And it's not just theories, but here here's an example of what we just said of like learning. Let's say you make uh, $500 a month, okay? Let's say that's what you make. Now, this uh, company is going to say, uh, all your keys and all your identities and all your passwords are stored on something the size of a grain of rice and we can implant that into your your hand and um, everything you ever need is on there and you know to buy and sell you don't have to carry anything blah 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 right so not only that but for you to adhere to this technology and as an incentive we're going to pay you two thousand dollars a month to get this implanted into your hand Okay, so now the person making five hundred dollars a month is gonna now, uh, okay, two thousand dollars a month. Well, I don't see the harm in just having this chip implanted in me. With uh, this is how it starts, right? This yeah, is how yeah. you. This is how you break that that stereotype of or, or that shock value of getting something implanted into you, because uh, now it's seen as well. We're gonna pay you two thousand dollars, and I mean those talks are already happening. You know what I mean? And those those conditions are already being there's a lot going on. That's all I'm going to say right now. But that's how you take the shock value out of that. Right. Is it's okay? uh, Oh, what about you living on the street and you've got nowhere to go? I'm going to pay you two thousand dollars a month to get this implanted into you. Um, You know, and, and now it's now it's the norm. The more people that do it, now it's the norm. Oh, yeah, I got the chip. You know what I mean? Well, not only that, but so going back to controlling the food. So if you make it where, well, if if, if you don't uh, if you don't get this, you can't buy food. Yeah, well, that's going to force that's going to force the hands of most people. Yep. Yep. Sure is. Uh, it's control, you know, and, and that's yeah, yeah. and then it's, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, who's a, a detriment to society? All these people that won't do this. Or all these people that are arguing about this and that won't, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's yeah, it's a long narrative, but uh, yeah, there is. An my agenda. teacher didn't. My his night my, my uh, U.S. history teacher, she did an interesting uh, interesting experiment uh, back when I was uh, I think I was a sophomore, and uh, a sophomore in high school just to make make that clear to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, she did a really interesting experiment. So. She told this one class, this one student before the class started that she she wanted him to be, she wanted him to disagree with everybody. And he was the only, he was the only one that was going to disagree with the classroom. And so what she said was, she said, we're doing something different today, class. We, uh, we're being, um, I forget how, I forget how it went, but we were doing something different because I guess some some special people were coming to this school and they were going to be watching our class and we wanted to act a certain way while these people were basically auditing us. And and so what she said was, every time I call on you when you raise your hand, I want you to stand up out of your seat next to your desk and speak to me. And then when you're done speaking, you take your seat again. And so... One student said, no, I don't wish to participate in this. Mm-hmm. And so, and, 
she said, that's okay. He said, we can have you removed from this class. We'll take you down to the principal's office. We'll get, and then we'll get you situated in another class. And she was even able to get to other students because the other students were going and in, in the class were going, come on, why don't you just go along with this? Why don't you just participate with what we're doing? Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yep. And while the, after all was said and done, when she was getting ready to remove him from the classroom, she says, now you see what you see what just happened here, everybody. He said, we planned this out ahead of time that he was going to disagree about going with going along with whatever we were doing in the classroom. And you guys all turned against him and we were ready to have him removed from this classroom. Yeah, and she said, that's a, that's exactly what happened in Nazi Germany. Yep. Yep. And, that, and man, I'll tell you what a what a life lesson that was. Mob mentality yeah. and and and, the, and psychology, uh, you know, because you get people and you saw the same same pressures coming from other people during the whole uh, COVID mandates when people are like saying, oh, yeah. oh, come on, just get just get the vaccine or or just put just wear a mask. You know, that's what families it, apart. That's what families apart. It's, it's sad. It really is sad. Yep. But that's, uh, yeah, man, we got so many topics to go over. I tell you, uh, <laughs> we're, we're over time here right now. We didn't even get to the headlines. I tell you, I love when shows like this happen because, uh, yeah, well, we you know, there's so much, there's just always so much to talk about anymore. It's crazy. There is. Um, let's, uh, I, I know these headlines are okay for, we do them next time. That's okay. There's no time limit on this. I will just say real quick that, um, the I know we we talked about this way before, but uh, before we do any of this, uh, what are the odds and, and whatever we talked about the Passion of the Christ and that second movie coming out, um, they are going to start filming that in January. Uh, so I thought oh, that, wow. that was pretty interesting. Um, I, I thought I thought that was cool. Uh, it's the sequel to uh, Passion of the Christ, and uh, that's the one that Jim Caviezel was in. And that was back in 2004, if you can remember. Uh, that's how I know. Long ago I know it's it crazy. Yeah. So it's going to go on. It's going to focus on the events between Christ's crucifixion and his rising from the dead. Um, so I think it's going to be pr pretty cool. Um, but we'll see. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there as, as one of the headlines. And uh, you and I will be. Well, we got lots to go over. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot a lot more episodes coming up i know we have season four coming up of pillars of heaven very shortly and uh, yeah so i'm excited for that and uh, we got lots to, lots to to talk about and it's you know the theme is here is we still need volunteers and we still need people to write in and and, and talk to us and give us your thoughts and, and your views on things and uh, i have some guests lined up that i think are going to be cool for this season too and uh season also not season two it's season four and, <laughs> and uh i think it's gonna be cool i mean if we just uh the discussions that we have are usually pretty awesome and uh once we have a topic involved in mind um i think it's gonna be great i have some good good guests lined up some pastors uh some some other people so Let's oh, very forward. cool. Yeah, let's look forward to season four. And uh, let's yeah. keep doing what we're doing. Um, so this is our our, our trial by, by technology with JB not in the studio. And uh, <laughs> it's different. I, I like when you're in the studio more. So uh, yeah. 
we'll have to work on that. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it's a different dynamic. Yeah, it definitely is. So, all right. So from all of us here at Pillars of Heaven, thank you so much. And uh, JB, you can take us out. Go ahead, man. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. Um, stay grounded in the faith and uh, keep leaning on the promises of God. Read your Bibles. Amen. All right. From all of us here, we'll see you next time. <laughs>